All right, Zach Kreeth, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's good to be here. I appreciate it. Um, for those of you that don't know, Zach is a 2019 graduate of Sierra Vista High School uh, and pretty much a four-year starter, minus the junior year, which we'll get into. Um, I coached him. I started here the year he was a freshman. It was his pitching coach. And then his senior year, I was his head coach. And after high school, he uh, committed and joined the D2 Colorado School of Mines. Or diggers. Go or diggers. That's right. Um, where he is currently. All right, so let's jump into it. Um, baseball. Yeah. How'd you get into it? Uh, when did you start? Why? I mean, so my parents were kind of those parents that just throw you into every sport and just see what kind of what, what kind of clicks. So by the time I was four, I think I was playing baseball, soccer, and flag football. Like those three were what I pretty much stuck with. And then, you know, as I grew older, 10, 11, 12, I kind of realized that baseball was kind of the sport I liked the most. I mean, like the most, specifically pitching. Like I've always just loved pitching. So you played all those other sports till yeah. till then. Well, I I even like played them like all the way through uh, middle school. So like, I was on my middle school basketball team. I played uh, flag football through middle school. Played baseball through middle school. Uh, stopped playing soccer about ten years old. But I just I I loved playing sports. And like at that point when I was in middle school, I wasn't really looking for like oh I need to like worry about which sport I really want to get into to find like a uh, scholarship or go to college right. I was just was like I really enjoy all these sports I'm just going to keep playing them uh, came to high school thought about joining the basketball team but I was just like I don't really want to be on JV or a freshman right. like, if I was going to be on a team I kind of wanted to be like playing like against really good people and I, at that point I've been playing Legion for Vista for a couple years so I knew like I would at least be at well there was only a JV team but I was like I think there's a, a shit uh, like a shot that I could make my way to varsity as a freshman I kind of knew that going into freshman year where'd you play Little League Bacoli uh Spring Valley Spring Valley with Chap right did you play with yeah Chap? yeah me and Chap played on like we we actually won a couple Little League championships together anybody else on that team uh I'm trying to think from Vista, because most of the guys played Piccoli. Right? Yeah, no, I was gonna say like when we made it to I think it was All Stars, we would play like Andrew Carlson. We played them like in All Stars, uh, but I think it was pretty much just me and Chap that were on in, in Spring Valley together. And then you played with SN. Yeah, so from the time I was twelve to a senior in high school, I played like travel ball or scout ball with Southern Nevada, coached by Chris Schaff. Right. I believe there's still like an organization yeah. Yeah. here, um, but no, I, that was kind of when I realized that baseball is what I wanted to go into more than the other sports was traveling. Because I mean, we traveled a lot. We traveled during the summer, basically every weekend to California. I made some big trips to like uh, Florida, Texas. We went to Cooperstown as a 12-year group. Now, was Chef with Gorman at the time when so, he started, or was he a basic? So, Chef had already coached at Gorman, and, at Gorman, had already coached at CSN for two years. That's right. And then his son, his oldest son, who's now a senior at basic, uh, he was, I think, 10 at the time. Like, the first age group, really, of, like, travel ball you can have is, like, 10U. At least it was. Um, and so once his kid was that age, then he created a team for his kid. 
because he wanted to coach his kid. Gotcha. And there was a team that we had been playing for. What was our name? Like we were like something elite, like Las Vegas elite or something. Just like a little ragtag. It was all Spring Valley kids. Okay. Uh, we just like played in like uh, tournaments together, and then the head the head coach of that team knew Chef, and then Chef joined, and that was how SN really started. It was just through a Spring Valley travel team. Now, true or false? Did somebody try to pull you from Sierra Vista before you came here? True. Uh, Baker at Basic yeah. basically like recruited me to join the IB and be there. And I thought about it. I, I For a while, I was like, you know, because, I mean, I, I enjoyed, like, his pitching, coaching, Scott Baker's. Right. And I thought he was a good coach. But it was just, I mean, I live less than a mile from this school. Right. I was already accepted to Southwest Tech, so I was like, I don't really see the point in driving that far every day just for baseball. And by that time, I was just kind of like, I really like the school I'm going to at Southwest. I liked, I really like Sherm, right? At here, and I was like, this is this is like perfect. I'll just go to Southwest, go do school there, and just come here and play baseball. And yeah. it, it worked out. It was great. I loved and, it. And for those that don't know, Southwest is. Uh, a tech school down the street so it's almost like a, a public charter school you have to be accepted to it so zach didn't technically go to service to high school but he lived in the area so yeah he was zoned here to play sports so they don't have a baseball team at southwest it's, it's just a trade school like yeah. they get you ready for the workforce right. basically um but yeah no i came here as a freshman thought about joining basketball wasn't really my thing football uh, my mom kind of told me that, you know, I'm a little too injury prone. So she said, <laughs> cut that out. So I just didn't even try out for football. But then baseball was great. I mean, because if you do play other sports, like you can, like you don't have to be at like the fall workouts for right. baseball. But like I love the fall workouts. I thought they were a blast just getting better. And so freshman year came, fall workouts went great. And then spring came and I was on varsity. So Now you, you're obviously a pitcher because I remember pitching coaching you uh in the pins that fall and winter and, and spring and, and so on um when you played for me as a senior you were a first baseman and a pitcher you started at shortstop yeah at here your freshman year which is pretty incredible because in in yeah. in, in the coaching ranks your shortstop is your best infielder right yeah and you actually beat out a junior. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, you remember his name? Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, Twining. Twining. Yeah, because so, ja- uh, I don't know Jag, I don't know, Jared, I think says full, who just graduated yeah. from. Uh, Jag. Yeah, he was at second, Dalton right. was at short. And I think I was just going to be like the backup between those two. But And you, had you played shortstop? Was that your position? For SN? Remember. No, I had never really played. I played third base. I'd always, like, for SN, I was, like, third base, first base. Those were just, like, growing up, like, those were where I played. And then um, we had, what, Carroll at first? Yeah, Brett Carroll at first, who was a tank and just hit bombs. So like I No, that was uh, not Brett. His that, brother. Ryan. Oh, yeah, Ryan Carroll, so not Brett Carroll. And then yeah. Caven was at third. Yeah, so I can sometimes didn't Ryan play third? And then maybe Kaplan played first. Somebody else played yeah, first a little something bit. along those lines. I just remember my freshman year just, like, 
Oh, what was his name? Jimmy, the uh, yeah, old grounds crew guy. Jimmy. Jimmy, of course. Um, he, I kind of figured that I could be like a middle infielder for the JV team, which I wanted to be. Right. So I, Jimmy, I just like over that summer going into high school, he would just we'd come out every day, hit, and just take thousands of ground balls. And then that was just because I was like, I think I could like be like the shard, the starting shortstop or like the starting second baseman, the starting third baseman. And then sure enough, like that just grind and work through two months. And Dalton, yeah, I'm not shitting himself. I mean, yeah, I he, remember he just he made a lot of errors. Yeah, well, he was like the the like, like you know like at the beginning i think of every school year like at least like in coaches minds and especially like in players minds i like, kind of have an idea of like right. where people are going to be right that like, was supposed to be his everyone just knew like dalton was going to be at shortstop right. but throughout the fall he kind of struggled and i just i did pretty well and yeah that's what i tell these guys like because i have i have that issue right now i have guys that are older and there's guys that are hungry that are younger and so yeah. i keep i keep reminding them like I don't owe you nothing. Yeah. You, every once the spring is over, it starts over. Mm-hmm. Now there's guys that are on the top of the depth chart starting in the summer, right? But they could drop off. They could. Yeah. You could flip it, and that's exactly what happened with you. I mean, you had no business being our starting shortstop. No. Let's, but, be, let's be real, right? No, I, I definitely never thought I would be. Like, I, like if you told me the beginning of fall that I was gonna be the starting shortstop, I was like, no shot. But I ended up starting. I don't know, 20, 30 games and did pretty well. I just didn't do anything crazy at the play. I would just hit opposite field singles. Like, that's all I did was just opposite field singles at the play. Yeah, and you just were, made the routine plays. You were a decent contact hitter. For, yeah. For a young guy. You didn't have the power yet. No, I, I mean, wow. I was, I think when I started out high school, I was about 5'11, 150-ish, maybe 155. I was pretty small. Um, but. After that freshman year, we ended up becoming runners up at state. It was it was a really great season, and then like people like uh, like Whitey, guys who had been in the program for a while and just graduated. I think they they ended their experience at Sierra Vista, kind of feeling like on top. Like that was. I mean, we lost the state championship game, but like on a walk off, Zach. On a walk off, yeah, it was a, it was a walk off. Yeah. yeah, probably shouldn't have made a, a charging play. You know, but I want I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, you know, because. There are guys, I don't know exactly who, you know. Well, if Zach would have... First of all, okay, one, you're expecting a freshman, who's not very fast anyway, to, to charge a ball and throw it when you have, what, the number two hitter, I think, hit that and was... Yeah, well... Four, I mean, his 90, he, he busted his ass down the line. Yeah, for... And, and, it, and he barely beat yeah. it out. For the people listening, it was bottom of the seventh, uh, two outs. We are up by one. Um, it was just a little dinky, charging, little ground ball you have to, like, you know, charge and then throw on the run. And I did, but I kind of waited a second. Like, there was a little hesitation just because I wasn't really sure about, like, how the hop was going to be. And it was an all turf in field yeah so, so i kind of waited on it a little got to it threw it as hard as i could but the guy beat it out by a step and then the next batter came up and hit a walk off two run bomb but i mean you know i i look at it because i mean i still remember it like it was yesterday like there's no way you forget about that play right but i don't know i kind of 
realized that like if I did charge it like that was the one problem I had all all year long was charging ground balls uh, in the semifinal game I made a really good one to end the game but I was just like you know there's a good chance that I could have possibly made an error on it but I think it does I mean the game doesn't come down to one play and I kind of I mean as a, a it court, came down to one pitch yes it because came down that to pitch one pitch should have been there yeah and I, and I and I remind guys about that all the time one pitch can cost a game. Yeah, but whether I, it's a uh, an, a a pitch that's hit and you make an error. I mean, I've, how many games have I lost as a coach yeah. and as a player on one one play, one pitch? Yeah, I mean this, and now like I'm I'm the clo- closer for my college, and you really get to realize that like a baseball game is made up of little like instances of in plays, right? And it's just a huge accumulation of those plays is the end of a baseball game. And if one little thing in the second inning goes a different way, the outcome's completely different. And so, like, yes, it sucked because was this a play I should have made? Probably. Was it a play I could have made? Yes. But it just didn't happen. And, you know, live and learn from it. But I think the seniors that were there, I mean, we, we beat a lot of good teams to get there. We beat Faith Lutheran to get there, and we beat... Uh, yeah, well, so... I'm buddies with Anderson, who's the head coach at Faith, and we talk about it all the time. Yeah, I give him I give him crap once in a while um, about that game because they were they had like two losses. I think yeah. they, they smoked us the two games in the regular season. Yeah, and I, th- I think we started the first game of that postseason losing. I think we lost. We lost to Chaparral. Yeah, and then that we, lefty. Remember yeah. that lefty they had? He threw a CG, and we just yeah. couldn't could not hit him. And then we had to face Spring Valley in the elimination game. Yeah, and we lost. We had that really good game with Braxton pitch that won nothing when yeah. Rupp, when Rupp one hit us, and uh, I think they ten run us in the other game, and so we hadn't beat them at all, and then we yeah. ten run them in the playoffs and sent them home, and then I think we beat Secta, yeah, and then we had to play Faith, the winner, you know, plays in the in the region championship and, and yeah. gets an automatic bid to state, and that was crazy. It was a hell of a game. It right? was, I mean, yeah. No, it, it came down to the line, and we we, we just edged them out. We barely. It was close. I yeah. think in the last inning there was a runner on second base to tie it. Something no, like it that. was so we were up three one. Yeah. They came back and tied it in I think the fifth. So we go to extras. Top of the ninth. We load the bases and then Davion gets the hit of his life. Yeah, yeah. Right down third baselines. We go up six three and we're just kind of standing there like, Oh my god, we might do this. Yeah. And then we get First and second, two outs with Tragedin up. Yeah. Tragedin, I mean, the, the kid was drafted. Uh, he's a player of the year in 1A at the time is what we called it. Yeah. And um, it was interesting because Jag had reached his 11 innings with, uh, after, the, after the second out. <laughs> so we had to bring in Vic. Yeah. yeah. You know, to face Tragedin. And I'm yeah. like, and I look at Sherman, and I'm like, well, if he if he hits a home run, at least it's still tied. Yeah, and he got him to he got him to ground out to third, and that was that. Yeah, no, I think I got the seniors were were. It was a bittersweet because we lost the state championship game. Yes, but like, I mean, we had beat some really incredible teams, but also just individuals to get there. Like Nick Rupp, who had a really great college career. Tragedy, who's now still playing in the minors. Uh, well, the, Otis for yeah. Spring Valley, who I think. Jackson Otis. Yeah, Jackson Otis, who plays at UVU now. We, I mean, we played some really great competition, and we, we were able to beat them. And so I think... Yeah, I, I tell people that the 
the Centennial game. Yeah. It was about midway through the season. Remember, they came to our place, Mm -hmm. and Jag beat them. Yeah, and I I never seen that that coach. Coach I've never seen a coach more upset. Coach Cerrone. Yeah. You know, Coach Cerrone has 500 wins. He's he's coached, I think, this might be his 20th year. He's never won a state title. He's been so close because he – they were up there, yeah, and they lost the basic in the championship when we lost to Boulder City, and uh, yeah, for them, no good. Yeah. For us, though, I think that was a turning point. Yeah, no, that's I, when we thought we're a good ball club. Yeah, I mean, we had started off the season, and I mean, we always played in the the Lion Classic, I think it was the or, kickoff, the yeah. DO kickoff, and we and we played some really good teams. Then we played DO, got beat by them. Pretty lost the basic, lost Green the, Valley. Yeah. And we started 0 and 7. Yeah, we started 0 and 7, but I think once that game hit, everyone kind of realized that like we can kind of beat whoever. Like there, there's really no. I mean, it's baseball, so any any team can beat any team. But there was no like preconceived notion that like this game we're playing this team, oh we're gonna lose. Like from then on out, it was like, yeah, oh I mean, we're playing Spring Valley when Rob's on the mound. I think we can win. I think we can. Like, well, everyone's like, yeah, we, we won twenty one games that year. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule right now. We're like twenty one and twenty, right? Yeah, we lost twenty. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we we lost to Green Valley, then Basic, then Centennial, then Do, then Rancho. Yeah. Now all those teams were like twenty one teams. Back yeah. Then, um, then we beat Cheyenne, my uh, Mojave. Uh, we lost to Canyon View out of Utah. I don't remember that one. Uh, we lost to. Centennial Bakersfield. We lost to San Fernando, California. Yeah. Um, we beat San Pedro. We beat Independence out of Bakersfield. Yeah, that Independence game, I think we faced a really good lefty that was throwing cheese, and I think that was a pretty good win. Yeah, we lost to Faith 10 nothing. We beat Pahrump 1 nothing. Yeah. I remember that game. I was sick as a dog that game. Like, we lost to Boulder in the eighth inning. We killed Western, killed Clark, killed Secta. Lost to Spring Valley one nothing. That's the Braxton game. Yeah. Uh, beat Cheyenne three nothing. Beat Centennial six to three. That was the game. Yeah, that was the big game. But then we lost to Mojave two to one. So we came off that big win, and then we lost to Faith sixteen to five. Yeah. But so something I, something just turned around, and we just caught caught fire. Which I mean, there there's something really to be said about that in baseball. Is that when. You know, you don't always have to be the best team, but you just got to be... We caught... I mean, we didn't catch fire. I mean, honestly... Until after the first game of playoffs. If, yeah, because... we <laughs> lost. We lost. On, on, on uh, May 4th, we lost to Spring Valley 16 to nothing. Yeah. Then we beat El Dorado. Then we go into the playoffs. We lose 5 nothing to Chaparral. Yeah. Then we won four in a row. Yeah. To make it to state. Then we... Well, we lost the Boulder City game where Braxton yeah. got the... Yeah. We, so we, we pitched like our bottom guy, Brett Carroll, because we didn't care. We didn't want to burn any pitching for state. So we pitched Brett, and we were down five, only 5 nothing. Yeah. And they were no hitting us because we, we were basically just – I mean, you threw Braxton in, right? And then, yeah, yeah. so with two outs, I think Vic pinch ran. He was at second, and Braxton gets up there, and I said, Braxton. He's been a PO all year. Yeah. yeah. Not one at bat. No. So I said – all right, Braxton, get in there. I was like, Braxton, you get a base hit here. I'll buy you a Chipotle for a week. <laughs> and what's he do? I think it was like the third pitch, yeah. second, third pitch, five, six hole. Yeah. Scores a run. Gets Breaks up the no-no and the shutout. Um, and then we went up and lost. I think that big 
I think the big game was the Elko game when we lost two nothing the first game. Yeah, I was pissed was, off. That was because tough. Jag was pitching his ass off. Yeah, and we couldn't score. No, we. we and I remember, not. I remember being in the dugout going, "Yeah, we gonna fucking score." Yeah, like, what? because it, I'm telling you, if we win that game, we play Boulder game two. Braxton yeah. beats them. Yeah, no, I well Braxton was and the, and, the best and, I'd ever seen him pitch at that point too. And yeah, no, I, I think it could have definitely played out differently. But I think we had a close game after that against Springs, something like that. I don't know. But no, we beat Chur- uh, Churchill was the game that Braxton pitched. Mm-hmm. Remember we dropped the five spot in the first inning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all windy and cold. Yeah. And then Braxton walks the bases loaded with no outs, and I walked out there. Yeah, yeah, I do remember and that. Like, so that story, Braxton is, you know, as a coach, you have to know the guys that you can yell at and the guys yeah. you got to put your arm around and say, hey, calm down, da-da-da-da-da. And I had been like that with Braxton the whole year. You know, I go out there and say, hey, you know, calm down, throw some, you know, da 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 Yeah, and, they, and, so, and I think earlier in that season, too, he had struggled a little bit, and you, like, had to talk to, like, the team and be like, hey, like, wrap your arm around him. Like, right, but like, I didn't do that this time. No, no, so you did I, not. When I was walking out there, I'm like, how am I going to handle this? Right, and, I, and basically halfway to the mound, I was like, fuck it. Yeah. So I walk out there, and I said, what the fuck are you doing? I said, we yeah. just gave you this five spot? And you're gonna walk the bases loaded in the first inning, and I said, "Fucking throw strikes!" Yeah, and he almost started crying. He's like, "He's like, I'm trying to." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, then fucking do it!" Yeah, and then I just turned around and walked back. And then, hey, we got only we got, got about two runs yeah. in the inning, and then the, the kid yeah, doesn't that, give up another run, win. throws a CG. Yeah. Um. So I was like, "Thank God that worked," because it could have went the other way. Yeah, he could have just crumbled down. And because that was his only start, because state was only yeah, what four teams? Yeah, so that was his only start. Like four teams. I said that too to him. I said that too to him. I said, hey, this is how you're gonna end yeah your high school career. This is how you're gonna end your high school career by me pulling you early in this game. But he responded. Yeah, no, I remember that. I mean, it was it was a real good time. I think that was for me until my senior year, probably like the peak of my Sierra Vista high school baseball experience. Because then sophomore year we got moved up, so we were just kind of hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, the championship game. So we're all I gotta gotta tell this. So we're all meeting, right? Most everyone's crying. Zach's crying. Zach's got his head down. So that was tough. Coach Sherm says this thing, and I see Zach crying. And I know that, you know, he's only a freshman, so we got him next four years or three years, you know. So I went up to him, and I just I, – I think I just put my – I kind of patted yeah. you on the back and said, hey, don't worry, you know, we'll get back here. Um, and then I walked down the line. I walked down the foul line, and I just squatted down, and I started crying. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't – for those of you that don't understand coaching or, or playing a sport – I didn't tear up and, and start crying because we lost. I I did it because of all the time and energy yeah. that the season is. You know what I mean? You 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 put in all that work and it just it, it comes out at the end. Yeah. Win or lose. Yeah. You know, win or lose, your body just goes, Oh, you know what I mean? Like it just it just explodes with emotion, and it's, and it's yeah. either uh, uh, a happy, celebratory, you know, emotion, or it's, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'd say a sadness, but it's just that, ex, you know, that, yeah. it's that emotion. I think, I think a lot of it too was just that we had 
grinded our way to get there. I mean, we were, what, 500 at the end of the season? Like, there had been a lot of ups and a lot of downs yeah. that season. And so I think for a lot of it, it was just like, wow, like, if, the, if we could just come out on top just on that given day, like, it would have been a lot different. But, you know, we would have had to play them again, too, if we had one. Uh, yeah, but... We had they had we, no pitching. They had no pitching. And that was the so. thing about that game is is we we took the lead on them. Yeah. And then the kid th- started throwing a changeup that dropped, I believe, was a yeah. slider or something. It wasn't. It was just. It wasn't. He wasn't overpowering. No. By any he just means. dropped it and yeah. we just swung over it. We yeah. just swung over. We just kept ground ball, over. a ground ball, and yeah. we were playing at a really nice Bishop Minogue field. So I mean, yeah. those were just easy outs. Yeah. I think we, you know, one of the things I tell these guys today when we when we score early. We got to step on the pedal. Yeah, we got to bury these guys. We got to keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring. And I feel like, looking back, we might have let off the pedal a little bit. We yeah. might have not said, "Hey, this might be enough." Mm-hmm. You know, which it obviously wasn't. Yeah, but it was tough. But I mean, well, let's look at your. Um, I pulled up your stats from that year. Thirty-three games. You okay. batted three thirty-eight. Yeah. No, I. I mean, I think I probably had three you had twenty. Or you had twenty-seven hits. Yeah, that was, uh, you know. I mean, that's why I stayed in the lineup was just because I just kept hitting. I just it was just single after single after single, skin on base. Yeah, I mean, look, Huntington Wood, I didn't even know that. Huntington Wood had 34 hits. Yeah, wow. He played the outfield, remember? Yeah. He, was, he beat out uh, the kid who quit. There was a kid who quit who, was, who thought he was supposed to be the left fielder. Um, oh, I don't don't remember. I can't remember his name. Was it? Ah, I can't remember Nick. But I remember Huntington Wood beat beat somebody out there. Yeah, but he played well. Dylan had twenty six hits. Cooper had twenty five. Yeah, Davion Cooper. Had Cooper was was big for that. Ryan Carroll had forty one, and Caven had forty seven. Yeah. So that's their defense wasn't that great, but their hitting was yeah, superb. Um, so then sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year was kind of weird because at least, I mean, after... Sherm leaves. It was Sherm leaves, but then also after that uh, after that game, I went back and played summer ball with Southern Nevada, and I, I just started pitching. Like, that was just like... That was right summer. I mean, especially my junior year. We'll get more into that. But, like, sophomore year, like, that summer, I was like... Like, pitching is, like, really what I wanted to do. Because as a freshman on varsity, I think I got a couple innings here and there when we were blowing out teams. Yeah. But like, I wasn't starting games. I just, like, didn't have yeah, no, arm we were, strength. We were loaded. But. Yeah. So, uh, sophomore year, that, that summer, I, like, really – I didn't really hit much, which, I mean, you can see that in my sophomore year hitting stats. Yeah, you had a little slump. 24 <clears throat> games. Two fifty-five. Yeah, the twelve. Hits. I just, I just didn't, I didn't hit much. Which, I mean, looking back on, I probably could have done more of. But it was just because, like, I just was so in tune with pitching. Um, and then, yeah. So Sherm leaves. That's tough for everyone because I mean, Sherm was uh, like everyone's favorite. Yeah. Moyes comes on, who doesn't really have the team. He never really did. And then we just don't have that great of a year. We just, I mean, we got moved up to. 4A. Yeah, they switched it back to 4A through 1A. Yeah, so we were playing. I mean, and then we, the, the whole shit show with what happened with me. Yeah, and, like and there, all, there's Kaplan just a bunch that. of drama outside of baseball that contributed right. to a poor season. Us getting moved up, coaching staff just not really 
being aligned with anyone on the team the coaches like the head coach just not having the team so i mean there was a lot to be said but also like we just were playing a lot better competition like when we played gorman we faced uh, who's now in triple a like austin wells who just would hit bombs and right we, we never at least like the year before right we lose a tough game to let's say yeah spring valley next game we're facing El Dorado or something like that, like a right. team that like we know we can get back on track with. Right. That sophomore year, we lose to I don't know. Let's say we lost to Centennial or something like that. Like next game, we're facing another perennial powerhouse that yeah. we just I wouldn't say we don't have a chance against because you can beat any team, but it's just like just not in our favor. Right. So I mean, it was tough, and then like. So, we were kind of young, too, because all the seniors, because of all the drama that happened outside of baseball, right. a lot of them just left, didn't play right. their senior year. So it was a lot of just sophomores and juniors that, like, had to step up. But, I mean, with that being said, too, like, a lot of guys did step up. Like, Alex Chavera, right. like, really stepped up. He had a great sophomore year. Yeah, a phenomenal guys. sophomore yeah. year. And so uh, I would say sophomore year was kind of a humbling experience, yeah. to say the least. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I talked to Chap. I had an interview with Chap, and I told him that, you know, I'm a very respect guy. And in that meeting, were you in the meeting? I can't remember. Were you in that room? No. No? But so at that point, I was still, like, kind of a baby. I didn't really have much say on the so, team. So the room was filled with guys. And it, 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 Moise and I had no idea. What was well, what the, this is all about? Yeah, it was like last minute. It was the Friday before tryouts, and in the meeting, like Moist wasn't really saying anything, so I I kind of yeah you know I, I don't I think it was my place, but we were hearing the grievances, too much field work, which I think was an excuse. Um, I think Moist uh, basically firing Kaplan because he wanted him to change his philosophy on hitting. Yeah, and Kaplan having that big meeting with Anzalone. And basically trying to overthrow the program. Yeah. He, that's that's what was happening. It had nothing to do with the field work, in my opinion. So, but when when Kaplan cursed at me in that meeting, I'm a grown-ass man. Oh. So, that's when I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm done. And so, that's when I went to the field, and his dad was there in uniform. Like, he was ready. To, like, it was going to. Yeah. He was going to come back or whatever. And, uh, you know, what I talked with Chappie is, at, at the time, like, I can't take that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Call me hard-headed, an asshole, whatever you want. Like, I resigned. I'm resigning. Yeah. No, I, and so, I was at the field, and I remember you, like, came down to the field. To get my keys. And just said, like, goodbye to me. And I was just yeah. like, what Like what? What just happened in there? Like, I had no idea. Yeah. So it was just, it was lack of support from the other two adults in the room. Yeah. And just this, you know. And I had... You know, seen text messages from Kaplan from other players that showed me text messages later on. So I know what, what was going down. But um, I didn't feel like I'd abandoned you guys. And, and Chappie, Chappie felt abandoned by me. And what I told him was, yeah, the in-game stuff that I couldn't do that spring yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And I apologize to him for that. Um, but I had thought I had prepared in the offseason. Everyone was ready to go. And he was kind of a new pitcher with me. 
because he didn't pitch the year before. Yeah. Um, or he, he, he was a freshman. Yeah. So obviously he didn't pitch the year before. Um, I assumed that they would hire a new pitching coach and it wouldn't be what it became, mm-hmm. which was we don't have a pitching coach. Yeah. Because Coach Maxwell's gone. And I thought that somebody else would come in. So when I realized that, which was pretty much not that long ago, you know, because mm-hmm. I just assumed somebody would come in. Somebody didn't come in. Yeah. And it, it became even worse of a shit show, right? So you, what I heard is that you went to the beginning of fall, your junior year. Yeah. So, so what happened sophomore there? year happened. It was just kind of a, a, a cluster. Like, right. it was just like. No real direction, but I mean, the thing that was nice was that since all the guys that kind of were on, I wouldn't say like, there was a divide, at least in the fall, but once spring came, the guys that weren't on like your side or Moise's side, really, I mean, Moise didn't really have a side, but just like guys who just wanted to play, like guys who didn't really care about anything else stayed and people who were more like on Kaplan's side left. And so we got really, really close. Like me, Alex, I don't know if T-Mac was on varsity at that time, but T-Mac. Damien. Damien. Sundstrom. Yeah. All super close. Cole. Um, um, and so. Schneider. All yeah, those yeah. Guys all right. those guys. Cole Cooper. Cooper, Cottrell. We were doing, like, we just, like, we just, we just, you know, we didn't win much, but, like, we had fun. We fought. Like, we, there wasn't, I never felt once in my sophomore year that, like, like we didn't give it. Yeah, hell. I mean, you guys still won fourteen games. Yeah, and we which, there was just we really shouldn't have. Like we didn't have much pitching depth. We didn't have much hitting depth. We didn't really have much coaching. Right. But we just went out there and just competed. And I like I think there was something to be said about that season. But that season ends. I don't think we make playoffs. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, that summer, I get recruited heavily by Ivy League. So. Yeah, I remember when I came on, you got. Uh, Columbia, right? They yeah. Were, no, were- I, I, I basically, in my mind, how I talked to the coach, and I was, like, basically committed. Like, I had a spot on the team. I just needed to apply when I was a senior. And they would basically push me through. So I was basically, like, verbally committed to Columbia after that sophomore season as pitcher. As a pitcher. Now, what's the, what was the GPA for those? Uh, that, Zach's a smart kid. What was it 4-5, four, 4-4? Four, four? Unweighted 4-0, weighted 4-6, I want to say it was. That's how you get 4-4, four, four, something like that. Um, <laughs> decent test scores, nothing too crazy, just a, like top 10 percentile type of stuff. Um, so at junior year, come back, had a really great summer season. Uh, with SN, right? With SN, yeah. yeah. We traveled a bunch, played in a lot of like f- showcases. Right. Columbia happened, and so... That junior year, I mean, like, to me, the only thing that mattered was, like, developing as a pitcher. Right. That was the only thing I cared about was, like, I basically have committed to Columbia because I have a, a decently live arm. I have good grades. I just need to develop more. Came back my junior year, we still just didn't really have a pitching coach. If I was still there, would you have stayed? Yes. All I needed was a pitching coach. See? Fuck. That's all, all, I, that's all I wanted. And, like, Anselone called me, and he was just like, hey, like, I heard you aren't coming back for because I, I I came out at the beginning of fall of my junior year right was out for probably a month or so and just realized that like like nothing was happening nothing was happening where it needed to be happening yeah like no one was like getting better on the mount and that's right. where I thought like 
what needed to happen. So Anzalone, so I, I called Moist, and Moist was, of course, disappointed, but I just was like, hey, like, like I think I'm not going to play. I'm just going to do scout ball through the spring, like, if we don't have, like, a pitching coach. It's like, that's, that's like, really important to me right now. Anzalone called me. I mean, bless his soul, but he was just like, I don't, I don't think we can get you a pitching coach, but, like, do you want to come back? And I was just like, I love, I love the guys. Like, I don't hold any, like, haste towards them. I don't nothing against anyone I, I just at that point I just realized that for me in my career like I needed to develop more as a pitcher I wonder if he even tried yeah I don't because when I got the job it was just me yeah and I put a I put an ad in max preps and uh I think the NIAA page too um so I don't I don't know but yeah so it just it, did, it didn't work out uh, it was just as simple as that but I mean I then did scout ball with Chef just with I mean there's I mean it was a weird group of guys I was like guys from Arizona California Nevada basically guys who just like a lot of them didn't like their high schools but for me it was like I loved my high school I had a I thought freshman year was a great experience we got super far learned a lot sophomore year a lot of adversity but we fought like we fought like I'd never seen a team fight before in junior year I was just like like, I felt at that time, because I had basically committed to Columbia, I, as a pitcher and, like, a first baseman, middle infield third right. guy, but, like, pitching was where they saw me. What did they say? Did you tell them? Yeah. No, they, they weren't they, playing. You're, they didn't care. They basically were just, like, as long as you think, like, you're playing against good, playing against good competition and getting better, that's all they cared about, which I, which I appreciated because I felt like... You know, if I had stayed with Vista that year, I don't think I would have been the pitcher I was my senior year. So, right. played my junior year, and I all I did my junior year was just pitch. I didn't hit for SN. Right. All I did was just pitch, and I, I played really well. And then that summer, played really well, uh, got now, to s- I, senior year. I texted you when I got the job. Yeah, right away. And I was on board. I was, yeah. You were the first guy. I texted Whitey, too, because I wanted Whitey to come back and be an assistant coach and, and do the catchers. Um, but I knew that when I t- right, right after I took the job, which I think was uh, yeah, it was June 7th. I always remember that date for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I texted you and said, hey, I got the – I think I said what? I, I got the head job, and you want to you you come back and play for us? Yeah, and I, I was in. I mean, like, that was the one thing that I really missed out about my, my junior year, too, was just not being able to be, with, like, with my best friends for right. that season. Because I'm – when I don't think a lot of people realize, but when you play, like, a high school sport, like, you see these guys, at least – in I didn't go to school with them. I went to school with Alex, but that right. was it. Uh like, you see them at practice for four hours a day. And, like, you just get so close it's with them. family. Yeah. I mean, you're not – you're brothers at that right. point. And so, like, my junior year, I, I felt pretty pretty terrible after leaving because I was just like, wow, like, I know I need to leave because it's, like, my best interest to, like, become a better pitcher. Right. But, like, I felt just, like, so shitty about just leaving, like, my brothers. Right. And I, I still feel bad. Like, I miss Sonny's senior season, which I still feel bad about. Damien's, Cole's, stuff, yeah. uh, Schneider's, right. Cooper's, and I wasn't there for that, but I don't know. I think in the long run, I'm kind of grateful for that season because I it really helped me grow as a pitcher and 
came back my senior year and I pitched really well. I think I led the state in strikeouts, and it was fun. I mean, yeah, you had uh, I believe you had the fourth most in a season at Sierra Vista. Yeah, no, I. Uh, you had uh, I know you had Chewy. Chewy had three games with twelve plus strikeouts. Yeah, I think you had two. Uh, but I think you had 69, right? Yeah, 69, I 69 think. 69 strikeouts in, what, 10 starts? Yeah, I want to say. I mean, I got the stats here. You, you batted, and then you came back and hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hit 349, had 30 hits. You led the team in hits. Uh, 21 RBIs, second to only uh, Casey. Eight doubles, two home runs. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, pitching-wise... You know the win loss was, and we won and won eight games. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think that speaks a lot to. I mean, you were just a first year head coach at that time for us. I, did you ever had a, another head? No, coach? that was it. Yeah, that was the first year. So that was the first year. Uh, I mean, a lot of people that were on JV have become key position players, like Casey, uh, Tristan had to step up in a big way for us in the pitching part. Right. So a lot of got Gaber, I think that was one of the yeah. It was all the sophomores. All so the so- camp was in center. Yeah, Gaber was catching. Um, Peter was spotting here mm-hmm. and there. It uh, was just a lot of like, all right, we have uh, some really good talent here, but I think that season just like I want to say I don't want to say like we were just overmatched by some of the competition we played, but. F- how I looked at it was like Dio's squad was like all seniors basically. Yeah, they and they've been playing together since probably eighth grade. Yeah, they won the title that year. Yeah, we were just a team put together within four months. Yeah, but I mean, we still that was another thing. I mean, that's the one thing I really always liked about playing at Vista too is that like we we gave it our all. Like we never once did I feel like just kind of go through the motions. Like we every game, I felt like. Everyone tried their damnedest to win. Well, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's not. You know, yeah. when I t- when I took the job, I called my wife and I said, "Look, I, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it." You know, I can't. I'm, I'm one of those guys. If you're gonna yeah. do something, you do it as to the best well, of your ability. Yeah, I mean, we also, I mean, everyone was there for the right reasons. I mean, because we we conditioned a lot my senior year, and so like, yeah, there was tons of times people could have quit if they wanted to. Right. But by the end of the fall, we had 13, 14 guys, I think it was, yeah. who were just all had the same purpose, same goal, and it was just a win. I think we only won eight games. But, I mean, we, we tried our damnedest every game to go out there and win. Yeah, I mean, we um, – and you ended up with 69 Ks to 23 walks. Chewy was 62 Ks to yeah. 19 walks. Well, he I had think a hell, Alex – Alex had a hell of a year. Alex finished, I think, the last three games he threw. He allowed, like, three hits. Something insane. Like, he just – it was unreal. Like Yeah, the, I mean, he still had uh, – he pitched 50 and two-thirds, gave up 52 hits. You pitched 51 innings, gave up 52 hits. Yeah. Um, your ERA was five. His was four. Um he got tagged up by the remember the Palo game. Yeah, he I got, got tagged. tagged he got tagged up back. I got <clears> tagged <throat> up against Dio. That was the one game I remember too, because it was towards like the end of the season where I like was pretty much in the lead for strikeouts. But I knew like if I had like a big ten strikeout game against them, that I could probably like solidify the most strikeouts in Sierra Vista history. And I just got shelled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
they just hit me up and down the lineup. But I don't know. It was there was something to be said, I think, about that year because I mean, even though we won eight games, I think everyone on that team still like sees Sierra Vista as like this like like home. Yeah. I mean, Chapman still coaches here. Right. I know like T Mac and like texted me like when I got here he was like, hey, like we should go like throw at Vista whenever like we can. So I think like. Like that senior class, me, Chap, Z, T Mac, uh, Alex, like we we had been through kind of the ringer when it came to Sierra yeah. Vista. We had right. seen the worst and the best. We had seen state runner ups to eight win season. Yeah. But I think after it was all said and done, I think we really appreciated our time at Sierra Vista and like was grateful for everything it gave us. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I came in, I had an idea. You know, I was, what, 40, what year was it, 18? So I was 43 going into 44 uh, years old. And I, you know, coached since 03 off and on. So I had a lot of head coaches that were good, and I had some that weren't so good. And so I kind of knew like what I wanted to do and, and what I didn't want to do and you know stole some stuff from some coaches and and didn't do some stuff from that I that I learned what not to do from other coaches and but what I did know is that I wanted to bring Sierra Vista back to what it was under Selby you know I wanted to you know not only for myself you know but for the school for the players for the parents you know and part of that is playing together yeah and creating a family atmosphere you know how i am about club teams um if we play together the most the reason that we won the title last year was because through covid and all that we just we stuck it out together yeah we played together you know sure we got some guys who can play and they go you know playing showcases and all that but there's teams in this valley right now who can't even really do fall, who can't even do summer. Yeah. Because half their team is going and playing club ball. And then you see that. You see Shadow Ridge. They have all the talent in the world. They should be they should win the four A state title every year with the talent that they have. Yeah. But they were three and seven. They don't play as a team. Yeah, but there's something to say about being a family being brothers. Yeah. And playing for each other. You could see that too our senior year. I know I think we ended up losing like the game to Green Valley. We might have beat them, but there was just no reason that we should have even been in a game with them. We you talking about the first tournament? Yeah, when we were down uh, four and we yeah. got the five spot in the seventh. Yeah, was they end up winning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. T Mac came in and closed it. Remember? I do now. That's he never pitched. But there, there was no reason <laughs> that we should have won that game because no. they had some unreal young guys in the outfield. They had some veterans in the infield, but we we just fought. We like. Like you said, we put a five spot in the seventh inning. Like, we just always felt like backs against the wall. It's okay because I have well, that's, eight other guys know, with me. That's what I tell guys. You know, that's the great thing about baseball Yeah, is there's no clock. You got to get 21 outs. And we don't quit. We yeah. don't quit. We don't quit. I don't care if we're up by 10, down by 10. You don't quit. Mm-hmm. You give everything. Yeah. Because teams that quit, what are you going to do when you get to the playoffs and you're down yeah. four runs? You're going to quit? Yeah, probably teams that teams that quit during the regular season, 
teams that have that mentality are going to quit. Mm-hmm. You know. But, yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. I, I was grateful for my senior. Also, I guess in my senior year too, like that fall, Columbia had reached out to me, and the coach that recruited me, right, had gone a separate way than Columbia. I think he now coaches at like a, a D three. Because I had talked to Columbia. Yeah. And. and I know that it was, what, between you and some other kid, right? Yeah. One spot, two guys. And so they reached out to me, and they were like, yeah, like, we think you're, you're good. We, we want you. Like, but we just don't think that we can push your your uh, your grades through. Because, I mean, your application through, I mean. Really? Yeah, that's basically what they said. It was like, we, we still want you, but, like, the 11, guy, the 11 applications we can push, we have we, like, we have our own guys now since the guy that recruited you has kind of gone his own way. And this was when? What part of the your senior year? Do you remember? This was like within the first month of school. Oh, so this was early in this the fall. This was early in the fall. And that's okay. why then in the fall I went to like the fall classic, which I hadn't been to like since my junior year, like, since my sophomore year. Because I went down in Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah. Went to the fall classic. Uh pitched well there brown reached out to me but again dartmouth reached out to me but it was like the same same sort of thing it was like we want you but you're gonna have to try to get in by yourself which is like hard because yeah i have i have good grades right. like i have really good grades but like i don't have an ivy league right. application right i don't have like my parents are just blue collar workers. Like I don't. What do you What do you need? Like student council president. Yeah, you need you need a stuff. lot of charitable Key club. Yeah, stuff that you need like a lot of adversity. That like you don't need that stuff, but it helps. Right. And I would have to retake my ACT SAT because I was in like the top tenth percentile. I need to be the top one. <laughs> right. And I just was like, like thank you for the opportunities, but just like I'm not gonna put my life on hold to try to get a 1600 to get a 32 like that would be months of studying that i would need for that and so i was just like thank you but like i'm gonna look somewhere else so how does the minds come in play here so after the fall classic a lot of schools had reached out to me ucsd usd uh, USD was a preferred walk-on, which I, I mean, I wouldn't mind. Like right. I, uh, UCSD was a possible scholarship preferred walk-on type of deal. Um, and then uh, Regis University from Colorado right. and the Colorado School of Mines saw me at uh, the Fall Classic and knew the head coach of Southern Nevada, Chris Schaff, just like right. he had had guys go to right. uh Regis before, and then the assistant coach at Mines now was a JUCO coach in Cali, Porterville. Right. I think it was. That's where Jag went. Yeah, Porterville. Um, so he knew him. And so I got two official visits to Regis and Colorado School of Mines my senior year that fall. Right. Uh, both D2 schools, both good schools. Colorado School of Mines is an all-engineering school. Regis is... Uh, a nursing school more more uh, they have other routes you can go down so if I went to Regis I would have done applied mathematics but you wanted to be an engineer yeah right? no I mean so, at I mean, Southwest Tech I had been in the engineering program for four years I was the engineering student of the year my senior year uh, and so I just knew I wanted to be an engineer and Colorado School of Mines that's all I do is engineering right so 
Perfect fit. Perfect fit. It was perfect fit. Went on my visit. Coach seemed like a good guy. Met some of the guys, guys I actually live with now. They seem like good guys. And two days later, I was committed there. So it all happened pretty fast. But with respect to the three years that I'd been talking with Ivy Leagues, like it, right. it had been a long process. Was it a disappointment? No. no. I think that was that was the one thing that people always ask me is that like like my Chris Jeff, the Southern Nevada coach, called me when I committed and he was like, like are you disappointed? Like is this really what you want? Because I know like you've been thinking Ivy. And like some could look at it as a disappointment because I'm not going Ivy League. But I mean the statistics that go with Colorado School of Mines, it's unreal. Like the the academics that they right. offer. I bet. So I wasn't disappointed because if anything I was going to have more opportunities in the southwest area, central area, west area of the United States since I go to Mines. Because I went to Ivy League, all of my opportunities were basically on the East Coast. But since I went to Mines, which is smack dab in Denver or Golden, I have a lot more opportunities westward. So went to Mines, and the rest is history. But Was, was there any uh, MLB talk? That's- I, mean, I never got any. No, I, I had never talked to any scouts. Oh, I didn't throw hard enough. That was always the thing. Well, I mean, 90-91 is... Good. But I was never like a 93-95 to 95 guy, which... Which is ridiculous to me, but whatever. But, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks, but that was one thing my parents always, like, from a very young age, like, really instilled in me was that, like, sports are great. We want you to do sports as long as you can. But, like, academics is what matters. That's why I love your parents. Yeah. No, and I, I'm... I, Absolutely. I can't preach to that more. Like, having all the opportunities I did, at, basically when schools weren't even recruiting anymore, beca- was because I had such good academics. Right. Like, when Columbia didn't work out, I still had all these other opportunities, but basically they, they weren't even recruiting. Like, mines wasn't recruiting anymore. But they were just like, all right, we have a little money left. You seem like a great kid. We'll offer you. And like the same thing with Regis. Right. Like they thought the recruiting classes were full. Right. But they were just like, all right, like we can make this work. And they did. So that was always instilled in me. It was that like academics comes first. And, you know, with the MLB talks and that, that was more like this year and like my freshman year of college was the MLB talks. It was yeah. just like, like you you still got to get that degree. Like, that's really what matters here. Um, but So there's been talks? I mean, last year kind of – well, okay, I can give you my – the the college uh, – Yeah, let's talk Minds and then yeah. we'll go back. So, I mean, so people that don't know, Minds is highly academic. Uh, they're an all-engineering school, so every degree is in the engineering – uh, petroleum engineering. Petroleum, geological, mechanical. civil, can- chemical, mechanical – uh, the only non-engineering degrees are physics, <laughs> applied mathematics, and economics. So these are a bunch of nerds. Yes, a bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so mines is in Golden, Colorado, west of Denver. I think there's 7,200 graduate and undergraduate students and PhD students. 7,200 people that attend Colorado School of Mines. Um, D2, RMAC, Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, we're with like Colorado Mesa, Regis, Pueblo, 
CCU, New Mexico Highlands budget teams. Right. Um, so get there my freshman year, and I'm like thinking like I'm I'm hot shit. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. No, really? I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I just come off throwing the championship game for the SoCal Renegades in the Connie Mac World Series. Through one of the best games of my life, we lost one nothing, but it was still one of the best games. Had an amazing summer. Fastball Velo was the best it's ever been, sitting right around 89 to 91. Off speed felt good, so I was like, "Wow, like, I think we're gonna do well here, baseball wise." Yeah. And that was one thing that I knew that I could become. Coming to mind was a closer. That's something I've always wanted to do because I really just. Love the high intensity, high focus of right. closing. I think that's what I loved about pitching, just in general, was how every pitch mattered. Right. But I even liked how like closing like is so specific to that mantra. Is like every pitch you make is gonna make or break this game. So I came in first first appearance. I don't know if I ever told you this. Is this the at Minute Maid Park, right? No, no, no. This was in the fall. Oh, this, this was, was before. Fall. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh. Come in. We're just doing like a little inner squad, nothing too crazy. I gave up nine runs. You got humbled real quick. Oh yeah, I <laughs> I didn't get out of the inning. Probably I got, the best thing that could happen. Yes, to you, I I got one out, and it was a, a fly ball to the warning track, and I just got absolutely just. Now the elevation is high, right? So balls yeah, are flying out of there. It's it's close to a mile in elevation. Yeah. So that was, that was one thing I wasn't used to. Was I mean, pitch, pitching is a lot different. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Is like spin rates play a big part into like what makes pitches dirty. And you don't have that as much. You, you can. You just have to practice and you work towards use, it. You guys aren't using spider tech and all that, are you? No, no. <laughs> we tried my sophomore year, but it's just it's too much work. It's way too much work. Um, so you got humbled real quick. Yeah, and I called my mom and my dad right away, and I was like, "Yeah, you're like, I think I'm on a redshirt." Like, I, you know, I think there's a lot for me to realize that, like, I can grow a lot, but I mean, I'm, I'm not as good as I think I am. Now, these boys can hit, though, right? Yeah. No, these, I mean, I mean <laughs> these, these Mines boys, these are, they, so Mines, they might be nerds, but they're, they were coming off the deepest they've ever been. So they were final 16th team in the nation. They finished, they lost to Mesa and the Super Regional. Uh, Mesa was the number one team in the nation at that time. Mesa went on to lose the national championship game. So I think they finished the season 51 and 11, or 51 and 15. Something insane. And wow. 11 of those 15 losses came to Mesa. Wow. Uh, so they were hot. And they were, I mean, that's one thing about I didn't realize going from high school to college is the game is so much faster. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I always heard that, but. You don't, and I thought playing all this travel ball would kind of, like, get me ready for that, but it doesn't. Like, the game is just, people are faster. Yeah. Plays happen faster. Well, I told Pitches you, are I told, faster. I tell you guys. I told oh, you yeah. guys. I mean, it's, it's. But I just didn't realize. I JV to varsity. Yeah. Varsity to college. Not, there's no, I mean, some programs have a JV in college, but pretty much. Yeah. So it was just like, I was just like, wow, like, I'm going to redshirt. That's okay. I'll just get better. But as the fall progressed, I just kept getting better and better. Just kept throwing up zeros. Just kept working on my stuff. And then by the time season came, I was the closer. Was a good pitching coach there? We didn't. We had a pretty poor pitching coach. Really? My freshman and sophomore year, he just got 
uh, booted. We yeah. have a really good pitching coach now. Good. So, uh, freshman year happens. Sally gets cut short because of COVID. Right. But there's some great. I mean, I got my first collegiate save at Minute Maid Park. Right. I got the uh, picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. I was like, I think sixth in the nation for saves at the end of that season. Um, yeah, and I we followed were, you. I watched yeah. a couple games on the on we're, we the are computer. Hot. Sadly, they got cut short because of COVID. But like we we were high. I think we were like sixteen and six at that time, um, and we were just ready to take on the world. Like it was. Sadly, it got cut short because of COVID. But right. like to this day, I still think of like how far we could have gone possibly if COVID hadn't happened. And so, but COVID still was around last year yeah it was it was weird after that because you guys played last spring right and then it got shut down at the end is that what happened so i i can explain uh summer that summer between my freshman and sophomore year uh there really wasn't much leagues to play in so i just worked uh making drawers like uh, like cabinet drawers yeah and just pitched on the side with a team just Traveled around Denver, played. Nothing too crazy. Sophomore year came. Um, we didn't really lose any of the young guys, uh, but we lost. No one returned. That was a senior. Did you guys have a fall? We did. Really? We had a fall, but it was super restricted. Yeah. We basically didn't practice much. We practiced, I would say, hour-wise, five hours a week. And Colorado's more liberal state, so it's probably more... Yeah, no, and especially mines too, because mine sets the uh, kind of sets pace of what other uh, colleges in Colorado should be doing. Right, because mines is number one uh, university in in Colorado. All these really cool stuff. Is it like the Ivy League school yes. in Colorado? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the Ivy of the West, basically. Okay. And so we were super strict. Didn't get to practice much. Uh, it just was a weird year. It was really bad. You're still and doing Penzo indoors? Yeah, least? but even that is, like, super, like, our pitching coach had to be a certain length away from us. Wow. It could only be me. couldn't be with other people. Like, it was just weird. Yeah. And so I think we started my sophomore year. We were, like, ranked 17th in the nation preseason. We – so Mesa is a perennial powerhouse. Right. For D2. They yeah. have the most – Appearances at Colorado Mesa, right? Yeah, Colorado Mesa. Most appearances at the D2 World Series. Just really an incredible baseball program they have there. We, preseason, almost had the same amount of first-place votes that we were going to win the conference as Mesa. But a lot of people didn't know is the, the four main seniors that we had, none of them returned. One got picked up by the Kansas City Royals. One took a job with Moderna, actually making the vaccine. Moderna, yeah. Yeah. One got Tommy John, so he's still at the school, but he just couldn't play. And the other one took a like a unreal petro- petroleum job in Texas, making close to one twenty a year, first year out. So these four guys who were supposed to like set the pace for our program weren't there, and. We had to have a lot of young guys step up, kind of like my senior year of uh, high school. Right. A lot of, and we just weren't good. And we also, because it was such a weird year, we weren't really 
at least throwing wise not really regulated with how much we were throwing when we were throwing it was basically whenever we got to practice a team we're throwing live pens we're throwing live ab's so no long toss no and arms were destroyed we had four tommy johns last year because of it so like we lost our main like eighth inning guy we lost the senior who was supposed to be really good for us and we lost like another starter ish for us like long relief guy and a short relief guy. So we were down a lot by then. We had lost our ace to the Kansas City Royals. So we are down five pitchers. Don't you have like a 6'10 kid? Yeah. Uh, seven foot, actually. <laughs> seven foot? Well, we have a seven foot kid and we have two 6'9 kids. Um, the seven footer is from Seattle University. And yeah. then the two 6'9 kids are just uh, local pitchers from Colorado. Um, how, many ga- how many games did you guys get in last year? Because I saw it got shut down at the end, right? 30. 10 and 20. We went 10 and 20. And then it got shut down? We, yeah. Well, it didn't get shut down. Our season got shut down because our team got COVID. Like 36 yeah. kids on our team got That's COVID. Right. And so our season was called. Um, but it was tough. I mean, we started out the year 0-12, which we, well, we didn't get to play any preseason games, which yeah. is like unheard of. Right. Because preseason is kind of like, at least for us, I'm saying with high school, you get to see like, this plan we have in my head, like the right. coaches have, is it going to work out on paper? And it didn't. And so you, so you guys didn't play a game. The, game. the earliest game was the last game of the season before. Is that right? Yeah. And then you just your, your next game was yeah. start of spring. Mm-hmm. And so we also what sucked too was, I mean, I was closing at that time, but also I was going to be kind of like a spot starter because we were just so low on pitching. Um, I, during the, the winter, I like, got a grade two latch strain and so i tried to pitch through it and my first two appearances were just terrible yeah because i just i mean like for anyone that's ever had like a latch strain before i mean you just can't be like you're never comfortable and any arm angle you throw from it's just yeah just it feels like someone's stabbing you yeah so my first outing i had to get pulled after like the second batter i think it was because i walked two guys but like i told them to pull me and then my second outing, that was my first outing. Second outing, I blew a save against Pueblo, who there's no reason I should have blown a save against them. They weren't that great. Yeah. But I just couldn't, like, I there was so much pain. Like, when I went in the dugout, like, I could barely move my arm. So then I basically didn't pitch for, like, the next month. And I had two more appearances, I think it was, where I put up zeros, and, like, it was fine. But it, it, was, it was a brutal season. It really sucked. And what's weird about mines too is most college athletes will go play summer baseball. That's what I did last summer, summer before. Mines is different in that like once you become a junior, like you you have to go work. Like you go get an internship with one of these civil yeah, I mean engineering firms and you go work for them. You don't play baseball. You still work out, throw here and there, but you basically take three months off of baseball and most of the guys on our team were in that boat and so yes we had played inner squads but inner squads is a lot different than actually playing right. real competition and so i mean we went 10 and 20 last year and it was brutal but uh it, it's almost like uh your, your your first two years of high school yeah you know really good your freshman year 
and then kind of down your sophomore year. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it really sucked. I mean, it was it was re- I mean, it was hard for me too, just because like if I was healthy, like I knew I could contribute. So I contributed quite a bit my freshman year, and I was just like, wow, like this really sucks. Like I don't like I can't throw because I'm hurt, but like I wish I could because like sitting on the sidelines and just watching like your team just get beat, it's just an yeah. awful feeling. And so, I mean, that was basically sophomore year. So what about the, uh, the Sasquatch? How did that come about? Uh, so my sophomore year, I was looking for internships. A lot of engineering firms don't hire. And this is nine months ago, eight months ago, right? Yeah. We're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Um, they don't really hire sophomores because at that point, at Mines at least, you're, you're, you're done with your prereqs, your prerequisites. Right. So you, you've taken, you know... Uh, your calc one through three diff eq you've taken your physics you're taking your chems you're taking your bios but you don't really like you think you have an idea of what you want to do but you don't really you don't really know what you want to do so a lot of companies don't hire sophomores and so i tried but i just couldn't get an internship which is okay it was kind of expected so um my assistant coach the guy that actually recruited me at mine's brian king he uh, just reached out to some pretty competitive, highly competitive uh, leagues for me, and the Expedition League, bless their soul. And these are collegiate summer leagues. Yeah, collegiate summer. I mean, there's, I think there's somewhere upwards of like thirty or forty of them throughout the nation. Right. Um, the Expedition League is consists of 12 to 14 teams. I think it's 14. Yeah, there's um, some Montana schools. Yeah, just throughout the Dakotas. Dakotas. Uh, it's a Canadian team, can- right? Canada, Kansas, Nebraska, Montana, Idaho, that region. So is it a tryout? No, they they just go off of your, your, your college stats, oh, okay. basically. They call your coach, and they're like, you know, how is he? How does he look? Like, what can I expect from him? And so, like, I mean, my coach gave him the download, like... You know, he was hurt, but, like, he's pretty good. Right. Uh, fastball slider, change-up guy, closer. And so I signed with the Sasquatch. It was free. Didn't cost Rapid it. City, right? Uh, Spearfish, which is about 45 it's minutes. close to Rapid City. 45 minutes right? west of Rapid City. Is In Spearfish. South Dakota. In South Dakota. By the, uh, whatchamacallit? Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah. Rushmore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rushmore is, like, I don't know, half an hour away from Spearfish. Right. Uh, went out there and had the best season of my life. You had a pretty good season. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was it was really great because because COVID was so new. I mean, it was so fresh. A lot of leagues didn't have their league. Expedition, luckily enough, did, and so there it was loaded. It was a loaded league, and so like my team consisted of basically like percentage wise, I would say. 75% D1 guys, 20% JUCO guys, and like 5% D2, D3 guys. Um, and it was it was a blast. It was a grind. I think we played 69 games yeah. in 75 days. But it was... Do you remember your stats? Oh, yeah. How many saves do you have? So I set the record in the league. I had 17. Not just the team, the whole league. The whole league. Yeah, set the record with 17 saves, didn't blow a save. Wow. I had something like 60 strikeouts to 13 walks. 
I I threw my first walk, twenty two strikeouts in. So that was both. Now by this time, your lat was fine. So it was weird. It wasn't. I mean, by the start of, at the end of, uh, mine's, uh, season, I had like two appearances. Just came in for one inning, and like it hurt, but it was manageable. Like that's the only way I can really put it. The only time it didn't hurt, because I mean, in, in high school, I was more of like the over-the-top guy. Right. Was when I like I dropped down a lot, but it just it didn't put as much strain along like these long uh, yeah, muscle you gotta, fibers. You gotta watch that that upper arm dropping that elbow down. Yeah, yeah. You gotta keep it parallel at least. So, so I was here in high school. <clears throat> right. After the I was here my freshman year, sophomore year. After the lat injury, I now drop it. So I'm more of like a, a side armor. But, three quarter. I, that's yeah, three quarter. I would say well, not really sign, but three quarter. Three quarter width. But I didn't yeah. lose any velo. If anything, I throw harder on, from that. Yeah. So I'm like ninety two ish from here. Yeah. On basically sitting, um, and uh, so like a frisbee slider. Yeah. And oh yeah, it. You know, the end of the mine season, I was like, all right, I think this will play. Went to uh, spearfish and it played. And it was good. I mean, faced really good competition, and it was it was good. I made the All Star team. Right. Uh, I think I had almost had the league strikeout record. I know I was in like top three for ERA. Um, I knew I let I led in like least amount of walks. Uh, it was it was a good season, basically, yeah. and. Looking forward to this season. How's this fall going? Really good. How did it go? Uh, really good. Um, it was so after the the horrendous season of last year, I think our coach kind of realized that like some things needed to change. Um, so we got rid of a lot of kids. It was kind of like this max exodus. It was like I'm going to condition you guys until you guys were they not were they not buying into the the program or, or? they they just didn't they. So not, my not fr- grinding or what? My freshman year of uh, college was the first year of a new head coach. Right. A lot of the older guys didn't really like him. A lot of the older guys liked the old head coach. So this last year, that can be a problem. That can be a big problem, and that was a problem that we had felt was that like not always the guys were as our coach, but like pulling from the same rope. Well, it's almost like Moise and Sherm. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Same same boat. Yeah. And so. Uh, this fall, I mean, this was how I would put it. My freshman and sophomore year combined, the amount of conditioning we did within the first month of this fall, we did more than all that combined. Like after after every practice, we conditioned. Our new pitching coach is phenomenal, and like that's all we do is like throw a pen, throw a flat ground, throw a short box, whatever we need, and then it's like, all right, you're gonna do this conditioning. If you don't like it, talk to me. We can figure something out. If you're sore, come talk to me. We can figure something out. And then we're going to do a ton of abs. And we work out more than we ever have. And I mean, that's right up my alley. We'll talk about that here in a second. And it's just like, I mean, you could see it too. Like, like, kids quit. Not because there's nothing. Like, they just didn't like it anymore. Well, that's... It's what we do here still. Like yeah. varsity, we don't run as much as we did when you, when when you played. You know the the mile run and all yeah. that. But our JV coach weeds them out for me. You yeah. know what I mean. And that's you know with a lot of pulls and you know it. it and when I was talking to Coach Chap, um, 
you know, I, I explained to him, and he, he knew anyway, like the mile run and all that. It was a commitment run. Yeah. It was, are you, how, how committed are you to this program yeah. to get a seven-minute mile or whatever it is, you know? And it sounds like kind of the same thing. He's trying yeah. to no, it was, see I mean, who's like, committed he, to this He program. wanted to see who was there for, like, the right reasons. Like, right. there's no one's, I mean, what's so weird about mines is that, like, you know, we get a lot of really good recruits, but a lot of them don't last. Like, you know, when we get JUCO transfers, a lot of the time they, they don't last at Mines. They just, it's the workload academically is just too much. Right. And, you know, so the kids that we have are, are pretty special. I mean, that's a really good combination. It's a great combination of both, you know, really smart, intelligent individuals and really, like, kids that, like, want to play baseball. Like and play at a high level, and so our coach just weeded out the guys that weren't there for the right reasons. And so I think right now I think we're at somewhere around thirty-five kids, which usually we carry close to fifty. Yeah, thirty-five kids, and it's thirty-five kids that like are going to try to give them hell. So Good. we'll see. I mean, we're in a tougher conference with Mesa and MSU Denver, but I mean, I I'm, I'm hopeful, and we also have the the kid the senior who got tommy john last year who's now a sixth year he's back um we have a kid on our team who's like so in close to 95 he's sitting right at 94 get a lot of like college scouts for him i mean mlb scouts and so i think we're we're in a good spot is if we can hit like we hit in the fall we'll be okay but we'll see it's i mean what i've learned is you know, you can really hope for the best, but you really don't know until... you got to play the games. you got to play the games. You know? But at least this year, I mean, I think we have a 50-game 50, 50 schedule. Um, we have 12 preseason games, I think, which is huge. Right. Preseason is one of the most valuable things for, for uh, any team, I think. Yeah. High school or collegiate. I think we got... Uh, we're playing in... Uh, what four tournaments this winter? Yeah, you know, fourteen games or so, fifteen games. Yeah, so I, I think it'll be good. I mean, we played a lot of JUCOs, kind of routed them a little bit, but like it's good competition to see other people. So I'm hopeful. I think it'll be good as long as people can stay healthy. I think that was one thing I learned last year was like you get you gotta stay healthy, and like it's it's hard to stay healthy, but if you do it right, like good things come of it. So we'll see. I think it'll be a good season though, but. I don't know it's weird at mines just because it's so academic that like like if we do make the like a regional this year like I won't be able to go because I have to do a a surveying uh, three week really? course yeah that sucks I know it's pretty brutal but it's just the way of like how mines works and like like this upcoming summer like I won't play baseball like I'm. I got a full-time internship with a civil engineering firm here in Colorado, and like so, I'll be working with them. But it's just it's just having out how it works at Mines. It's like yeah. your first two years you dedicate towards baseball; the last two years you dedicate towards your career. So um, should be good. But let's let's go back to high school real quick. Yeah, um, there's a couple things I want to touch on just for maybe some of the the players I have now. Um, you know, I, I bring up a lot to these guys. And, you know, sometimes, you know, Chap and Chong, you know, Kreeth, Kreeth, you know, always bringing up Kreeth. 
there's a reason I bring you up because the way that I coach and my expectations for players is what you did. You know what I mean? Um, I expect players to bust their ass during practice. Yeah. But like I told you guys uh, when I coached you and what I tell the guys now, if you don't do things outside, you're never going to get to the level yeah. of, let's say, a Zach Kreef or a Hager you know, or, or whoever. Okay, because you know, when I was talking to Selby, Jake was to him like you are to me, which is the guy who got it done in the classroom, the guy who got it done during practice, the guy who got it done outside of practice, whether it's weightlifting, whether it's taking care of his arm. What made you do that? I, I think this is the first question I want to ask you. Why did Zach Kreef decide, or how did you decide, or whatever, that I'm not just going to go to practice and work, but I'm going to work outside of practice? I, I, I really have to give that to my parents. You know, my parents kind of instilled from me at a young age that, like, nothing is given. And I think there's something really to be said about that is, like, you know, life is crazy. So many things go on in life that you can't control. You can't control, you know, a lot of things. No one could control the COVID. Right. But there's one thing you like, two things you really can't control. That's like what my mom used to say is like, you can control like your effort. That's one thing you can always control. And you can control like academics. You can control how much time you're dedicating to school. And so for me, like, it was always just like, all right, I can control my effort. I'm going to come to practice today and give it 100%. I'm going to do it as much as I can. I'm going to learn as much as I can. And I'm going to get better today. Just 1% better. Not do anything too crazy. Right. And outside of baseball, then, all right, you know, I'm still feeling okay. and still got a little energy in me. All right, I'm going to go work out then. I'm going to put that effort towards working out and get a little bit better strength-wise. Get a little stronger today. Well, if you keep getting a little stronger every day and you keep getting a little better every day, by the end of senior year, when you're a freshman, you're going to have a lot of schools knocking on your door. Same with academics. Like, I think that was one thing that I could see other you know, kids I always played with, especially on travel ball, is like, they're really great baseball players. But they've put all their eggs in this one basket, you know? Hitting, pitching, fielding. Yeah. Thinking that that is what's going to get it done. Yeah. When, when, it, when it matters, but the other stuff. Yeah, and the same with what you can control. Like, you, you, you know, you can kind of control, like, how healthy you are, but, you know, freak accidents happen. Like, I didn't expect me to blow up my lap last year. Right. You know, and no one expects to ever to get Tommy John. Right. No one ever expects to get a ACL injury, a MCL injury. But when those happen, like those can be career ending. Like what do you have after sports is what my parents always say. And like, for me, it was academics. Like if there's one thing I can do is like, all right, like I'm going to push myself in the classroom. Like I, in high school, like I never got a B. I was valedictorian. I, I pushed myself, and, like, it wasn't easy. Like Why, though? Because of the opportunities after high school. 
when I was getting recruited really late in the process, if I didn't have the grades I did, no shot Minds picked me up. No shot Regis would even talk to me because they had basically closed their recruiting classes. But since I had grades to back up my ability, they're like, okay, we'll give this kid a shot. If I had a a two five, like there's just no way I'm even talking to those schools. If, I go- if if you right now had a two five in high school and never touched a weight, where would you be? Probably working as, uh, I mean nothing against it, but probably working in construction. Would you be a ball player? Would you have played college? I'd have probably gone JUCO route and then gone from there, but. I mean, Jugos is is good, I think, for a lot of kids. You know, it's time for them to kind of realize what they want to do outside of baseball. Um, And it's time for them to grow, like if they didn't do weights, didn't do all that stuff. But, you know, I think if I didn't grind as much as I did in high school, like I definitely wouldn't be at Colorado School of Mines. Right. I would just be probably at some state school, probably not even playing baseball. Probably just going there. You'd probably be like me. Because I was that kid. I didn't touch a weight. Yeah, like... I, I, I'm 6'3 left-handed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see the future when I, when I was in high school. I yeah. just wanted to have a good time, play baseball. And I didn't have that drive that you have. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, where does that come from? And for you, it's parents. I mean, that was, yeah. that was a big deal. But you still had to, you know... Well, mom, yeah. mom and dad still, you know... Mom and dad could say all they want to say. Yeah. You still had to do it. And I think that just comes with me just being like, like, I'm going to push myself to be the best I can be. Like, I, you know, 60 years from now, hopefully I'm still alive, but I don't want to look back at my high school, early 20s, like, wow, like, I wasted away a lot yeah. of that time. I'm, I'm the guy that, that, that says that. And so for, you know for I mean? me, it was just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to – you know, we got a four-hour practice day. Okay, I'm going to go hit the gym for an hour. And then after that, then I'm going to go study for two hours. And, you know, going to such a prestigious school as mine's, like that sort of work ethic has allowed me to kind of thrive academically and athletically at mine's. Well, I mean, you have to have it. Yeah. I mean, to, to look at your high school career. To have a, a, a weighted 4-6, to play varsity baseball year-round, I mean, you never played JV ball. You yeah. played varsity your whole your whole career, um, and to have time, like to get all your homework done, to practice as much as we practice, then to lift weights and, and do the stuff that you did outside of. I mean, there's no girlfriends. There's no, you know what I mean. Like girlfriends aren't a, they can be a problem, but you're focused. Yeah, you have to be focused on. The goal that you want to attain, mm-hmm. and your goal was one: I want to play baseball at college. I want to go to a good college. I want to be successful in a career. Yeah, I don't want to just work construction, you know, which is a very important job. Don't get me wrong, but you yeah. know, you 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 have these goals. How do I attain these goals? Well, I got to do all this stuff. And I think some guys are like, yeah, I'm going to do all that stuff, and other guys are like. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, for me, how I like my freshman year, like I had those goals. Like for me, the goal was go Ivy League, play baseball, become an engineer, possibly play pro ball. Those were the four, like the four main goals. Of course, along well, 
those are the four main goals. To attain those goals, well, there's a lot of goals I needed to have to get there. Needed to put as much work as I could. I needed to be valedictorian. I needed to have really good test scores. Right. Which I was able to attain those goals. Now, you know, those four goals, did I go to an Ivy League? No, but I would say I met that goal because I'm at an Absolutely. incredible school doing Absolutely. what I love. Am I about to become an engineer? Yes, I'm a year away from a BS in civil engineering with a minor in underground construction, two years away from a master's in uh, hydrological and environmental science. Did I play college baseball? Yes, like I'm, I'm the closer, which was another goal that I had. And then play pro ball, like that was the other goal, which who knows? I right. mean, it, all it takes is one scout to see you on a good day and then you're there. Like yeah. that's the kid that got picked up by the Kansas City Royals. I was there at the game. We were just playing a normal game. He was 92 to 93 from the left side. Kansas City Royals some got picked up. That helps when you're lefty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was also really good. So um, you would say that uh, hard work pays off, Zach? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh, that's an understatement, yeah. though, because I think hard work doesn't always pay off. Like You need luck. Yeah. A lot of things a lot have of guys go like way. You, there's a lot of guys like you in this country. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that have the grades that bust their butt. You know, I got a couple players on this team who remind me of you in their work ethic. Um, people aren't knocking down their door yet. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's just one appearance somewhere. It's yeah. You're seen one time or, you know, there's luck involved. Nothing's guaranteed. No matter if you yeah. work hard. And I try to tell them that too. It doesn't matter how what your grades are. Sometimes it might not pan out. But you're giving yourself an opportunity. Yeah, I, I think that. hard work pays off is a little misleading. I think hard work gives opportunities. Okay, yeah. Like hard work, because I mean, you could, like, I am. For me, like, I think of, like, the hardest working, at least, athletes is CrossFit, in my opinion. Like, right. those people work hard, you know? And there can only be one winner. So right. only one of those hard workers really does it pay off for. But I think those opportunities that those crossfitters get to be on such an amazing platform with Reebok, with No Bull, right. to be work, like playing at those gate, like the CrossFit games, like they got opportunities from their hard work, right. you know? So hard work pays off if you win, if by whatever you think winning is in your definition. But along the way, you're given a lot more opportunities from your hard work. What are, um, maybe give some advice to these High school players, what would you give? If I had three like little things of advice, I would say uh, first one, school. Like I know people hate school, and it's understandable. It's boring sometimes. Maybe you don't have a great teacher. As long as you can learn material, you're good, I think. Because school... Yes, it's important to know geography. It's important to know science. It's important to know math. All in my, when I was in school, I was just like, you know, can I learn material that I'm not super interested in? Do I have enough mental fortitude right now to be locked in for 55 minutes right. and be like, okay, to this class wasn't a waste. I wasn't on my phone aimlessly scrolling. So I, almost like baseball. You, yeah. you go to practice, I'm going to get 1% better. Yeah. No. Classroom. I'm going to learn something in this class. I would say first piece of advice is just put school on another level of importance. 
but that's how it was for me. Like even like when I was getting recruited, it was like, all right, baseball doesn't work out. Where, what school am I at that I can still have a great future with? For me, it was something engineering related. So that's why I went towards all the engineering schools. But for people, it could be nursing. It could be a doctor. Right. It can. It's whatever they. You know, you don't have to be an engineer. Just do whatever you're passionate about and put yourself at a school where if that sport doesn't work out, you're still doing what you're passionate about. But that all stems from academics. And, you know, you don't have to be valedictorian. You don't have to have a 4-8 like I did. But as long as you show that, like, you're putting in work, you're grinding. Right. You know, you, maybe you have a 3-5. But when you're getting recruited, you can talk about, oh, my first two years I was a 2-0. But the last two years, I've been a 4-0. Like, I've grinded. Right. And that's something college coaches will appreciate. Right. Is you, re- like, you know, a lot of people don't realize how important grades are until it's already too late. Right. And by that point, they just don't really care. But as long as you, whenever that kind of moment happens where you're like, okay, like, I can't be flunking out of these classes anymore, then you realize that, like, all right, like, I can talk about this to, you know, college coaches and be like, you know, I realized that sophomore year, you know, I needed to think about school. So first one would just be like, you know, take school as like an important part of your life, right. you know. All said and done, like sports won't last a lifetime, but whatever you learn will. Right. So second, I would say just work out on your own. Um, I know like for me, at baseball, you could always get better at baseball. But at a certain point, like your physicality kind of plateaus. You know, you can't really throw a ball harder because you're not just not that big. You can't hit a ball that far because you're just not that big. Well, to be able to throw farther, to throw harder, to hit the ball farther, to be a little faster, you just work out. I mean, it's not hard. You don't have to be in the gym for an hour and a half. Weights, cardio, both, what? I, I, going back to CrossFit, I think CrossFit's like the ideal athletic workout it's a great combination of cardiovascular endurance running sprints long distance swimming and like strength like you're doing pull-ups you're doing deadlifts you're doing a combination of both i think you know for baseball people kind of get stuck in this mindset of like all right like as a pitcher i can't be big i just need to be flexible and just run a lot which isn't true I mean, like, sure, you have the the Groms that have perfect mechanics. The right. efficiency in their mechanics is literally 100%. But for 99.99% of the population, our mechanics aren't perfect. Like, my mechanics are kind of terrible. <laughs> but I'm able to make up for it because right. I'm physical. And am I the most flexible? No. Am I really flexible? Yes. Am I the, most, am I the strongest? No. But am I really strong? Yes. So I think... Yeah, but you don't have, like, big muscular arms. No, it's just it's just strength. That's all it is. You don't have to have these huge arms, huge legs to be strong. Right. Like, I can still, you know, you do, lift a lot. You do high weight? I think you have to have a good balance of both. Okay. I think it's important to do hypertrophy, which is, you know, lower weight, a lot of reps. Right. Um. Because that really, I mean, that's how you get like the... Uh, yeah, people people think that you have to lift a bunch of weight to get stronger. 
No, no. For your muscles to be stronger, which isn't the case. To get stronger, you really need two things. You need time under tension, and you need amino acids, which your body gets naturally. Um, Time under tension is just like, instead of doing reps that, like, you kind of just throw up the weight. Like, you are, everything you do is slow and controlled. Everything you do is, I'm thinking about what muscle I'm hitting. I'm thinking about when I'm releasing the contraction. And it's just having your reps be more slow and controlled. That's right. all it is. Right. Like you, you will see, at least I noticed, in high school, like I worked out a lot, but I didn't really work out right. Like I didn't, I just kind of like did them. Just lifted. Just yeah. lifted. Right. But once I got to college and our trainer was like, all right, like you're doing good workouts, but you're just not doing them 100% correct. You just need to do what you do, but just be more methodical and think about what you're doing. And so once they did that, like you notice a huge jump and your strength, really. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just like being a well-balanced athlete. I mean, baseball is weird because like it's a really good combination of both strength and endurance. Right. And by endurance, I just mean like you have to be able to play nine innings while getting tired, but also you have to be able to you know beat out a double beat out a triple right. for pitchers it's like do i get tired after the second inning right so i think being a well-balanced athlete in the gym is important for baseball athletes so weights cardio weights cardio agility, yoga is a huge one we yoga, did a lot of yoga this right. summer pilates i know like bryce harper is huge on pilates because it's just you, know, you don't have to be in the gym back squatting 700 pounds right but as long as you think you're getting stronger and you feel your muscles getting stronger. Well, even, even stretching. Yeah. How long do you guys stretch? Pitchers is a, a lot longer than, like, the position players because they do a lot more, like, right. stuff. They have to, like, get in a certain amount of time. But, I mean, we stretch anywhere between 20 to 35 minutes. Yeah. That's... You guys do any hip stuff? We do all a bunch of hip stuff. We I, do, I've worked in some hip stuff this yeah. this past year. No, hip stuff's really good for pitchers, yeah. being able to hinge really well about the waist and kind of get that good like that band separation between upper body yeah, and lower body. Yeah, we do like step over. Yeah, no, all that stuff's up, really good. Open up the hips. Um, we also focus a lot on just like arm health. So like when we're right. in like the gym, while you know the the position players are on their last set of whatever uh, like bench press or right. dumbbell bench incline. We're in the corner, like with our six-pound weights, like doing like mm-hmm. what we need to do to, to take care of our arms. Yeah. And we've had no arm injuries this year since we started that. That's what I try to tell these guys. Yeah, you know the the, the five-pound dumbbells or even three-pound for high school kids. Yeah, three-pound dumbbells, just doing the rotator yeah. stuff and yeah. And you if you know, don't have dumbbells, I mean, you can get the bands. You get bands. Yeah, you guys do, yeah, do the J bands. Huge on bands. Yeah. Um, so that's, that would be my second thing. Is just like hit the gym. And when you're in the gym, be specific with what you're, you're, you're working out that day. Have a plan of what you're trying to get done. T- today is, all right, I need to you know, get stronger in my legs, then have a plan for how you're going to do that. If I need to get stronger in my legs, legs but also like increase my cardiovascular endurance, how am I going to do that? Have what, a plan for what you work out. What about the... Uh I can't remember it. The balls. The, oh, driveline. Um, like driveline. Driveline balls. How, how, how I, do coaches do, handle that? Our coaches kind of give us free range because every pitcher is different. Do they do it? You guys do it? Yeah, we have four sets, I think, of driveline okay. balls. Um, 
I think they're really good for post-throwing. But, like, for me specifically, I don't like throwing heavy stuff before I throw just because, to me, it makes the ball feel lighter. But once that ball isn't light anymore, it makes it feel heavier. Right. So I don't like it personally, throwing pre, but post, I do all the reverse throws. I do the arm circles. I do the trampoline stuff. And I think that's also, like, one thing that you just have to know is, like, you know, every person's different. Every's, you know, arm's different. And be specific to what you are and know what you are. And for me, like, you know, I'm a closer. So I just need to be able to have, I don't need the greatest cardiovascular endurance because I'm out there for two innings max, but I need to be able to throw with intent every pitch. How am I going to work out to get that done? So I would say work out with your position in mind. And then lastly, I would just say, like, be personable. I think that's is this the third thing yeah the last thing okay. i would say like like throughout life i think a lot of opportunities are missed because you come off as like an ass sometimes so like, be a good teammate is that- be a good teammate be personable care for others is like one thing that i would just like preach is just like you know like nowadays like you know people tend to be really self-centered which is just i mean nothing wrong with it it's just like the world we live in you're just trying to do what's best for you to survive basically but i mean along the way at least like i've seen in like high school and in college is like you know that coach you had your sophomore year of high school like you might have opportunity with him 10 years down the line but if you weren't personable and weren't nice to him like then he won't give it to you right and I think I've seen that more, like, uh, like trying to find, a, like, an internship is, like, everyone that comes out of minds is really intelligent, really smart, all qualified. Right. But who do they want to work with is really what it comes down to. Like, are, do they want to work with someone who thinks, like, they're a know-it-all? No. They want to work with someone who's personable, who cares, who's willing to learn, who doesn't Coachable. Think, yeah, coachable. Right. So that's, like, the last thing I would say is just, like, just be a good person. And just care about others so and make relationships. Get it done in the classroom. Get it done in the weight room. Just be a good dude. Be a good dude. Yeah. So you, you do know, those three things. That's that's what I'm saying. Like not 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 one of the what top three things of advice for these high school kids and not one is, you know, really about baseball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well like I mean that's but that's what the things that you're talking about are not only what's gonna take you to the next level in your baseball careers, it yeah. takes you to the next level in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to instill in these kids. Um, it's not just about the three hours on that field. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about way more than that. Yeah. Because, you know, you spend three hours on that field, but there's 21 hours where right. you spend with people. Right. Where you spend sitting on the couch when you were doing something else. Where there's just a lot of opportunity to grow as a person when you're not. So that's what I would say is just, you know, push yourself. I mean, don't go too crazy. Don't hurt yourself and right. don't, like, don't burn out. That's another thing is, like, playing baseball as long as I have. Like, you see really great baseball players burn out of baseball. Yeah. They just don't play it anymore. Same thing happens at, in engineering. Like, I mean, I'm lucky enough where it's, like, it's what I know what I want to do, but they just burn out of math and science. So I would just say, like, also find something you're passionate about and just follow that. Right. You know, so let's end with uh, maybe some ba- uh, pitching advice. 
Uh, what, what have you learned? Because I, I always like to, I always like to ask you guys when you go to college, like, what do I need to do uh, differently? Is 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 there something I I do as a pitching guy that I can do better? You know, so not just advice for these these kids, um, but I'll, I'll take some too. Like, what 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 are, what are we doing out there uh, at the Colorado School of Mines that that maybe I should implement or or what these kids need to do? Because you know, especially with arm care, and you know, I'm big on you know, long toss to strengthen the yeah. arm. Um, what should these kids not be doing? What should they be doing from what you've you've picked up in college? It's it's funny because actually the pitching coach I have now at Mines reminds me a lot of you, where it's like, like if you want to throw harder, throw farther. Like it's just like, you know, do what you need to do to become better. Right. But, I mean, I've been around the game a while, and I've seen a lot of really good pitchers. And what I've noticed about really great pitchers is that they know who they are. They don't try to be someone else. And I think that's like, for me, you know, going to college and like realizing it was like, like when I was there, I was like, oh, I just need to throw as hard as I can. I don't care where it goes. I just want to throw as hard as I can. But like, that's not who I was in high school. In high school, I was, you know, located, had a lot of pitches and I just, I was really good in high school. You know, last year I wasn't that good because I was hurt, but also like, I was not good in the fall either because I just was, was not pitching to who I am. Right. So I would say, like, for a young pitcher out there, like, I think a lot of the, na- like, nowadays, people get caught up in, like, comparing themselves. Because, I mean, at one click of a button, you can see a hundred different pitchers who are at the top of their game, right? You right. go on all these, like, recruiting things. But those pitchers are so much different than to who you are. So don't compare yourself to that. Like, you see a big righty throwing 99 like why would you compare yourself to that when you're six foot and you you work more off your off speed like right I, I think pitching you become the best pitcher you are when you realize who you are and i think that's why chap like you know he wasn't the greatest have the greatest stats but like you knew when you threw him out there, like you knew what you were gonna get because he knew who he was as a pitcher. He wasn't right. a guy that was gonna run it up. He was a guy that was gonna throw sinkers. Well, we see a lot of guys. You know, there's a lot more guys out there. You know, because we talked about the MLB and you know you don't throw hard enough at 90, 91. You know, we see a lot of guys who want to be the Cortez and the McDougal. You know, they want to throw 95, and sometimes they don't have that God-given talent to throw 95. Yeah. And so they burn, you know, they burn their arm out, you know. Yeah. You don't see it all the time, but you see it enough nowadays. You see it more often. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say, like, those staffs that McDougal and Cortez are on, they are, there's also three or four lefties that are soft-throwing on that squad, too. Like, at my school, we have three soft-throwing lefties. But, but that's okay, because they know who they are. It is. They're going to contribute to the team just as much as <laughs> I am. We just won the state title. With Blackwell, who throws 83. Yeah. Uh, Xander, who throws 81. And the lefty Peter, who throws 79, 78. Yeah. And he had a .53 ERA. Yeah. No, like, 79, 78. And the thing is, too, is like, when, like sure, you're not going to have like the top SEC schools knocking at your right. door. But when you're a pitcher who knows who you are, who has, you know, once you realize that, you tend to have better stats because you're just pitching to your strengths. Right. You know, there is going to be a coach that reaches out to you that wants you. Yeah. And, like, that's all that matters is when you get recruited, like, you want a coach that has your back and that really 
thinks highly of you. And so having, you know, you don't have to be the top recruited person out there to still be a great baseball player. Guys that love the game and want to play the game at a high level, you know, we all want to make the MLB. Yeah. What kid growing up doesn't want to be in the major leagues? Who doesn't want to go to Vanderbilt? Yeah. Who doesn't want to play D1 ball? But sometimes, even if we work, even if I would have worked out just like you did and had the grades, no. it's not guaranteed. Yeah, I worked you know my ass I mean? off to try to go Ivy League, and I wasn't able to. And that's okay, right. because even though I didn't, I still worked hard enough to go where I was you, sought after. You, you're probably at the school that you should be at. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like life has these off-ramps and on-ramps, you know? And sometimes you, have, you get off the highway that you're on, and you get onto another one. Yeah. And it works out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I think I think nowadays people try to, try to compare themselves. I mean, I see it on my team, too. Like, people, you know, compare who they are to a guy that just threw. I'm just like, why? Like, you're, a different, you're different than him. Like, there's no need to compare. Right. You throw different. You have different strengths. So I think that's just one thing that's really been, like, implemented this year, just like, Know who you are as a pitcher and pitch like that. Don't try to pitch like anyone else. And once you do that... What about arm care? Arm care... Any advice? I would say... Any learned in college? Are we still icing and heating? I don't don't like ice and I don't like heat. No, I I think there's no right or wrong way to do arm care. It's whatever fits you best. For me, I love to work out after I throw. Because for me, it just kind of breaks down everything in the arm, and I wake up the next morning feel like I could throw. Again. What about the running? Is that is that I still you know, bullshit? I mean, you know, you know you know how it was when I was the pitching coach and the whole run the poles after you throw. A yeah, pen. I mean, are you guys doing some running? We so we we do long distance running and we do short distance sprints. I think as long as you have a good combination of both, you're fine. Because there's strengths and weaknesses of both right Right. long distance you're improving cardiovascular like crazy right all the lactic acid is just being like there's no buildup anywhere right um but with that being said you build slow twitch muscles right you just kind of monotonous movement um when you do sprints it's kind of the opposite right you're building fast twitch muscles but you're really not building up your cardiovascular health much right you're doing 90 foot sprints you're just running so, like, for us, we do two or three times a week a long run, two or three times a week a short run. And it'll be, I don't know, six 90-foot sprints, six 120-foot sprints, six 180-foot sprints. And that's it. Next day, it'll be 10 jog, sprint, jogs, poles. So, like, jog, sprint, jog. Yeah, we, see yeah. we do those still. Uh, next day, it'll be, like, some sort of, like, uh, uh, like balance, like uh, like we call them skiers, but it's like you just hop like one foot to another, like just working on balance and agility. Yeah, it's like t- so I, I I got a bunch of stuff from the TCU strength coach. Yeah, TCU sprints where you're on a knee, yeah, you're in a push up position, hip, a lot of hip stuff, um, and then he has a lot of those kind of things, you know, high knees, one two, one yeah. two three four. You know, and then we also do. You guys do any of the hurdles or? Yeah, we we do a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. We do hurdles. We do med med ball throws off the mound. Uh, off the mound, but then also like kneeling and then like. Stuff. Right. Yeah. I think. I mean, again, being like a well balanced athlete, like pitching, like 
you're doing yourself a disservice if you only long like do long distance but you're also doing right. a disservice if you only do short sprints you need a good combination of both that works slow twitch fast twitch that uh you know you you build better lung capacity but you also build more power become more in tune with your mechanics i mean once you do that then you're really starting to get being becoming the best pitcher you can be so i've kind of got away from the, the long distance stuff and we've been doing these these tcu sprints what you're saying is maybe three days a week do the tcu sprints and then the like two days a week do some longer yeah i mean stuff. even with the longer stuff you, i mean you can still implement like the jog sprint jogs for us is the long distance you how many do you do 10 there and back is two so like poles yeah and poles 10 poles jog sprint jogs two days you, a week two days a week you do them as as hard as you can you don't go through the motions you work on sprinting How's the jog like 75 percent it's just light light you're just moving your arms jog. just trying to you know just do what you do right. and is then non-stop non-stop you don't take any breaks um if you can if you want um people like kids on my team do because they think they get more out of it i think i get more out of it when i don't okay. it's just whatever you think is best for you um and then afterwards we always do abs that's the one thing we do every day and you can do every day um yeah. abs and calves are the two muscle groups you can work out every day we do abs we have i mean we do anywhere between 10 to 20 different ab exercises but like on my own, I just do my own ab. I have a 10 minute ab routine that I do right. that hits upper, lower, obliques, and planks. And I think it, if you do that every day, like you're just getting stronger. Cause like, and that's the stuff I tell them. Like, we're limited on time sometimes. Yeah. Like you can do abs at home. Yeah. No. I mean, same with us. In your bedroom, right? Yeah. Do a 10 minute ab session in your bedroom. Yeah. And it's not. It's not hard. I mean, there's thousands of them on the internet right. that are like free at your right. disposal. It's just finding what what you like is really what's important. And I mean, like, everyone's different. Like, I think that's what's, like, what's great about baseball, just in general, is that, like, Noah Syndergaard and Jamie Moyer right. were both professional athletes at the same sport. But they were com Cologne. completely different <laughs> athletes. Right. So it's just finding what, what makes you the best baseball player is what's important and that's all that matters and if for you is it one three mile one run a week and the rest short sprints then great then you know right but if you only do sprints and you never do long distance then you'll never know or if you only do bands and you never do driveline then you'll never know or if you only do driveline and you never do bands you never do long test then you'll never know right so like for me like i have it down to a pretty good science where it's like i like to work out my arms after I throw. I also hate doing driveline before I throw, but I love doing bands before I throw. Right. I hate long tossing two within two days before I pitch, but I love long distance running two days after I pitch. So it's just it's different for. You figured it out. Yeah, because in high school you were long tossing every time you throw, right? Yeah. I mean, so not anymore. Like I, right. I long toss maybe once or twice a week, but I mean, do you flag ground every time? It depends on how I, if I flat ground, oh, like after I throw? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every time? Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's what we do now. We, no, yeah. We do, we do a little like 10 pitch flat ground. Yeah, no, you should. We bring it in from long we, we do, you know, your normal just warming up stuff within 30, 50 feet. Right. 50 to 90 feet, we just do change ups on the way out. Then we just throw 
throw normal on the way in then we do like long hop stuff like really working on pulling down and once we're at you know anywhere from 90 to 50 feet then it's just kind of whatever you want to do but like for me it's like you know i just want a feel of my off like i want just my arm slot to feel good but like right. because it's kind of new my new arm slot like as long as my arm slot arm, arm slot feels good within 90 feet then i know like i'm fine so i think like for a lot of young baseball players it's just like understanding who you are understanding your body is really important and when to continue when to stop and then understanding what makes you the best because like for some people i know kids on my team like they're the best pitcher when they deadlift the day before they pitch because they don't get sore like that right like for me it's like that's not, that's not who i am like i like doing legs like if we're playing on the weekend like tuesday's the latest i'll do a leg workout because i get really sore so it's just you know, it takes time it takes years right but once you find it like you're the best you can be and that's all that matters all right well uh let's end it there yeah i appreciate you coming on here yeah no it's and been uh, a blast talking baseball with us and uh i hope you have a great uh season this year yeah, i'll sh- be following you and uh, should be good should be good, and then uh, hopefully we'll get a game of golf here next week. Yeah, I'll try to get to. We got to get out on the uh, on the links. We'll have to and have a little fun. Um, but yeah, thanks again, man. And, yeah, uh, thank until you. Until next time. Yeah, sounds good.